Hi, welcome to IVMA's Vet Chat. My name is Lourdes Syndrome, and I am the Membership Services Director. And today we have two special guests. Uh, Megan Knauer, I'll be a third year veterinary student at Purdue University College of Veterinary Medicine. Hi, I'm Dr. Hillary Christner. I graduated in 2006. So Hillary, tell us where you work and what exactly you do. I work at LaGrange Veterinary Clinic in Northeast Indiana and I'm a mixed animal practitioner. I do mostly dogs, cats, horses, um, and some small ruminants. Very neat. What's the, what's the funniest thing that you've had experience with all those animals? I'm just curious, like, any funny stories? Oh, the funny stories usually come from the animals that I don't tend to work with, like the random, <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> like the random wildlife that comes in, or ducks, or oh. turtles, or things like that. A duck. What yes. was wrong with this duck? Um, well, we think it got attacked by something, but he was the super friendly duck. He was a pet <laughs> duck. <laughs> I've heard of that, but I didn't know you actually encountered one. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. So he had probably gotten attacked by something, but he was super friendly and fun and wallowed around the clinic. <laughs> so <laughs> you healed him up and he was so good he, to go. He healed up and he went home. <laughs> so Hillary, tell us about your family. I have two kids. I have a son who's 10, Kane, and a daughter who's 7, Kendall. Um, they're really busy. We, we, You're that age. Yes. We do soccer and dance and lots of time at the lake in the summer. So it's pretty busy with them. Um, my husband's a firefighter, so he oh, works wow. He works 24-hour shifts away from home. Oh, my gosh. So it can be a little hectic with both of our schedules, um, trying to get everything done and everybody where they're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, how do you make that work? How does that, how, what's a day with a firefighter husband and a veterinarian and two kids? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a lot of crazy, um, <laughs> but we make it work and the kids um, are really good about getting their things done okay. and getting around for school. It has taken some schedule change. It's been nice to kind of be my own boss now it's allowed me to make some schedule changes um, as far as maybe going in early on certain days or being done early. Uh, other times, it took me about 12 years to decide that that schedule <laughs> change needed to happen. <laughs> but now that I have done it, I wouldn't go back. It allows me to do the equine reproduction work that I really truly love. That's neat. And that's the reason I got into veterinary medicine was the equine side of things. And making that schedule fit for us was hard. And last year I decided that something had to give and it wasn't going to be my kids. Right. So we ended up with the schedule I have now, which is during breeding season. I go into work at about six but I get done at two so I can get the kids from school and we wow. can get to their activities. But it's been a big adjustment for all of us. You know what, you brought in a point that you said originally equine was what brought you to vet med, right? That's yes, what, yep. So when you started practice, you weren't directly in mixed animal or equine, were you more small animal? And did it take a while for you to realize you missed that and needed to get back in? So I started out mixed. 
um, originally, but the small animal part of it really fit the schedule better with kids that, and that things like that. You can fit that into a more concise schedule generally um, with a little bit of on-call. And I missed the horse work. I missed the being out on the farm. I missed the reproduction part of veterinary medicine. And so I knew that something had to change and I started taking over more and more of that part of the practice as the doctor that was doing it was getting ready to retire. And I loved it. So I did that about five years ago and the hours that I worked on the weeks that I was doing the equine reproduction work was were out of control. I was working somewhere between 65 and oh 75 my. hours With your a week. kids? With my kids. Wow. wow. And her firefighter husband. Her firefighter. Holy cow. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, right. It's stressful just talking about it. There was not a lot of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I relied on other people to help transport the kids to a lot of things, which made me feel bad. You know, I felt like I wasn't doing an adequate job, maybe as mom. And so last year, when I was about at the end of the season, my husband said something has got to change next year because this you can't keep doing this. And so I thought about a lot of things. I thought about the potential of leaving, you know, clinical practice. Oh. Um, but he and I both knew that that wasn't the right answer for me, that I just wouldn't be as happy without my patients. So the change was really realizing that I am my boss and I can make my schedule. I just have to do it. I have to take control of the schedule and make the changes that make life doable. And you know, I think that's key is making the change to make life doable. I think a lot of times in every profession, sometimes work takes over and you as a veterinary student I mean mm -hmm. sometimes I think your studies and everything and we talked about this in a prior podcast right. it's finding that work-life balance yes. and and work does if you're doing something you love and are passionate I mean it's it, easy it, to let it correct it's, very, it's really easy. easy because then all of a sudden you're like you said working 60 hours a week because it's something that you love yep. but then other parts of your life kind of like are left. they get pushed to the side yes um, and not taking care of at the way, at the level that you would like them to, and you end up feeling like a failure in all of it instead of successful in any. True. And so this new schedule has allowed me a balance that I didn't know that if I would get back to, That's but awesome. this breeding season was much more manageable and enjoyable again. So the next topic I want to hit on is work-life balance. Um, you know, when you work full-time and you've got a family, and in your case you have a boyfriend, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have two kids and a husband, um, how do you do it? So Hillary, we'll start with you. Like, how do you find that work-life balance? I know we talked about schedule. So I was terrible at it. I'm not going to lie. I love my job, and so it was an easy, like, time suck. Yeah because I don't mind being at work, I don't mind doing those things, and then all of a sudden it just kind of takes over. The point for me, what I knew I needed to do something different was my son's comments to me about not being around. It was sad that he 
felt like work was more important or that this, oh, you're not going to be at my game this weekend. And so I had let things take over parts of my life that were, well, not a big deal to me or I didn't see how much I was missing. He sort of pointed out that, man, mom, you're not going to be at my game. So making my schedule or changing my schedule so that I can be at practice when maybe I do work this Saturday and I can't be at the game, I'm the one who took him to practice. I got to see him practice. I got to see him score a goal or be the goalkeeper for a while. (laughs) That changed over for me and he's happier too. So having him point it out and then realizing that I I do have control over my schedule. And that's, you're fortunate that way because a lot of people don't have that ability to control their schedule. And I know that I am and it has made a huge difference for me and then constant communication with my husband because there are a lot of days that we don't see each other except for a few hours and so making time for us, Mm -hmm. taking time to do things um, as a couple or even sometimes he's going with me on calls that are later. Oh, that's nice. And things like that. Yeah. It is nice that he has yourself. the freedom to yeah. do that. I'm not by myself, and we get a little time or we'll maybe stop and have dinner on the yeah. way home when the kids are with grandma and grandpa. Something like that is a big deal for us and has been really what has helped us balance things. Well, and really that he's willing to, you know, do you know when he knows that you have to take this call that he's willing to go with you and not you know what I mean like he's open to that to that you know it's a different way of spending time but it's still still spending spending time time. yes it is and so I would encourage you know if your boyfriend doesn't love your career oh no it's five years we're five years in he's known since the get-go so (laughs) before I started vet school I was like you're on for a wild ride so better hold on tight if you want to you want to see me for longer you know so Good. Because yeah. it is. It's huge. I think that that is something that you don't think about um, when you're dating, things like that. You don't think about the fact that, well, when you're on call, you really are going to be not home. Or maybe you work at a practice that is open till 7 or 8 o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Right. And those things are huge. And so having a supportive partner spouse is really important. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, um, you're volunteering in one of our task forces currently, which we're so happy to have you. Um, you're also a Power 10 graduate. Yes. Um, I, I guess some members would be like, how can she fit that? I, don't, I mean, I hear I don't have time. Do, what, do, what would you say to that? What would you say to those members? How do you make it possible with yeah. your hectic schedule and your family and trying to balance everything? Yeah. So the Power of 10 brought to my attention how important it is for members of IBMA to be active and part of task force you know the IVMA executive director Lisa and you Lourdes do a great job of trying to capture what the members want but it's a place where we can voice our opinions also the people that are running the meetings whether it be the president or Lisa try to really keep the meetings on schedule It's been great. I have never been to a meeting that has run over. And there's also the ability to call in. That has helped a lot. Um, I'm three hours away, so I don't always make it down to the meetings, but I can call in and that is an easy option. And I can have my opinion heard that way. Um, 
and also the fact that they've moved to task force so it's just four times a year it's not like we're meeting once a month it's not True. some huge overwhelming commitment that people might think that it is people are very respectful of your time everybody else is a busy veterinarian as well so the meetings are run well and it really is kind of nice to feel like I make a difference or see my ideas used or be part of a bigger idea that becomes something bigger for the IBMA. Exactly. And I think that's awesome because it's it, it shows that your voice is relevant. Yes. And it, it also, I think it brings attention to um, veterinarians, what's actually going on. And sometimes I don't think that the importance of the legislation part is yeah. talked about like you talked about not really knowing I didn't realize how much it was till the Ivy May came and visit visited and did a lunch and learn just about you know kind of legal ramifications and things that they're doing with lobbyists and in Indiana legislature and um, it was very eye-opening I didn't realize yeah. you know how many things really do affect veterinarians and it's not like they just you know people they just send you an email when a law is right. changed like it doesn't really work that way you have to stay informed to so be the task forces are great and like you said they yes. hear your voice and we do try to hear your voice and we do try to implement yes. programs and things that will benefit you and other veterinarians and I really think that that was part of what the power of 10 showed me as far as like you said the legislation part of it knowing that the IBMA there's an organization here lobbying looking through legislation mm -hmm. so yeah. some bill doesn't get passed that changes you know how we practice potentially right. and informing of changes that do affect us as veterinarians it's really hard to keep up on that stuff yeah there's so much going on yeah and the IVMA is really on top of it and I think that's a really important piece that's a member benefit whether you're part of a task force or not true so what about you for uh, being a vet student how do you do your work-life balance. I would love to set my own <laughs> schedule, but I know that you know everyone goes through the you know everyone does at four years minimum, um, hopefully four years. But you know, <laughs> vet school, so we're all kind of put through the same thing in, in terms of uh, time restrictions. But um, I've really been trying to set aside time to um, really you know put time and effort into my wellness so you know I've been trying to eat a little better I mean still eat mac and cheese when I want to but you know just make <laughs> and those making, cookies were delicious no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know kind of just making healthier choices and I, I really tried to prioritize you know getting to the gym or whether it's running or taking a yoga class or doing more this last semester and I was a little worried about it because I was actually studying a little less and so I was nervous that you know maybe my grades would drop or I'd be in trouble but I actually ended up doing just as well if not better in school good, because good I ended job. up taking you know more time for myself you know maybe trying to get a few more hours of sleep instead of getting like three to four hours of sleep before an exam so just like little things to try to help keep my mind sharp too uh, you know and not just studying 24 7 but it is a lot of studying still so well it's probably good for you to hear that you know she yeah. makes it work with a family two kids and mm -hmm. husband. And it, I mean that's obviously like a worry too is going out of school and then you know that's that's a whole other thing we could talk about in a whole other <laughs> podcast is just the you know the fear once you get out into the real world and how, how that's all going to work but I still have two years for that so. So as a soon-to-be third-year veterinary student um, I just had you know a question for you what would be kind of your top tips or recommendations for you know new grads just graduated vet school on their first job um, that you kind of wish you had known when you, you know, went into the workforce your first year. What was your first job? Yeah, that I too. <laughs> <laughs> so I am still at my first job oh. all these years later. Okay. Um, but I'll be honest, I work for my dad. <laughs> so my father's a veterinarian, 
and that kind of gave me, I mean, a couple things. It set me up to think that the crazy, out of control schedule was normal mm. because I grew up with it. And then I also got very, very honest feedback because he wasn't afraid to oh, tell me right. that I messed up or that I should have done something different. So there are goods and bads to that. Right. Some of the things that I did well were that I picked really good externships in my final year. So I had some really great externships with some great doctors who provided mentorship that I can still contact today. So that was one of the things, or is one of the things that I think is very important. Create some good relationships in your externships and allow those experiences to let you know what you do or do not want to do. So we always like to end our little podcast with some funny kind of genre. So give us a little funny story about either your family life or veterinarian and family life. So with the equine breeding work, my daughter ended up going to calls with me a little bit before she started kindergarten. And when she was asked what her mom did for a living, <laughs> she said, my mommy sticks her hand up pony bottoms. <laughs> I was just wondering because I was like, oh my gosh, because you think of kids, how they explain what you do, Yes, especially working in equine repro. Yes, so that's her explanation, and that's what she tells everybody, including the refrigerator repair guy. So we literally walked into your home, she's like, my mom sticks her hand up pony bottoms. Yep. Oh, kids. Well, at least she has an accurate, you know, sort of accurate description of what you actually do. Yeah, she does. She's not wrong. I quickly explained that I was a veterinarian. <laughs> so since your dad's a veterinarian and now you're a veterinarian, have you, um, you know, noticed your kids have any interest in the veterinary profession? Or are they kind of, you know, staying more away from it or seem more into it? Um, since your daughter thinks, you know, you stick your arm up pony butts. So. <laughs> it's a family business. Yeah. <laughs> so my son hates it. He, I don't think I have to worry about him being a veterinarian because he just does not like the hours yeah. and the emergency calls, like me being away. However, the daughter who says that I stick my arm up pony bottoms, <laughs> I think we might have her. She's an animal lover, mm. and we actually have a little kitten that was dropped off at the clinic that was really, really sick that's Aww. become her little buddy that she drags Aww. around. So I think that's that cute. she may end up in the family business. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. We were really glad to have you here. How oh, great. It was my pleasure. Um, and we'll see you soon. Sounds at good. At a task force meeting. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks again. Thanks again for listening today on IVMA Vet Chat.